This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Drive out with a car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the dumpster, Drosy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to another Can Crushers Spotlight. This time we're going international. That's right, Can Crushers is heading over to Singapore to talk to a youngster in the business. Only been in the business for about a year, but we connected on one of the social medias. I don't remember if it was Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but he is really hot right now on TikTok. He is the swole fesser. He's also known as Tunku Amir. Guys, this guy has been in Chikara. He was just part of the Gut Check Challenge in Impact. Man, this is going to be a great interview. You know, being young in the career of, of his own, just to find out what the differences is in Singapore compared to the United States, just what's going on. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this interview with Tungku. So uh, there's nothing we can do except tell you about our great sponsor, Collar and Elbow. Guys, you know the hats, the hoodies, the tees. He's got stickers. They got stickers, not just he. There's a bunch of people that work at Collar and Elbow, and they do a great job. Um, back to wearing my Macho Man uh, shirt with Al Snow and head in it. Uh, this is by far my favorite one. Really by far my favorite one. But there's so many others out there. Head over to CollarAndElbow.com. Check out all the awesome designs. And when you check out, after you fill up your cart and you purchase everything, there's a place for a promo code. In that promo code, you want to write Can Crushers. All one word. Capital C and Can capital C in crushers and you'll get 10% off your order and you do kick back some two can crushers so we uh we can buy beer or I can take that money and buy more collar and elbow shirts yeah that's the way it works I continue to buy stuff for me guys let's go to Al listen to Al and then we'll get into the interview with Tunku Amir wrestling a love and a passion we all share I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hello everyone, my name is Tunku Amir, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. 
Stay tuned to the episode or we will crush you. And welcome back to Can Crusher. So stoked to have yet another international guest on the show. Uh, some know him from Chikara. Some know him from just being around. He is dastardly, but I know him as a Swellfest. Swellfesser? Is that what you've been going by on TikTok? He is Tunku Amir. Tunku, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Excellent. Uh, before we get into wrestling, you've been doing a lot of TikTok. Uh, I'm actually getting into shape watching you. I'm actually getting in the shape watching you do some TikTok videos. Let, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So yeah, um, I just realized that TikTok is a is a very young social media platform which is exploding right now. So I just see it as a massive opportunity to advertise myself on it, especially because no other wrestlers are on it. I've seen like two throughout the whole time that throughout the whole time that I've been using it. So it's kind of like a first movie's advantage when I'm on it, you know? Yeah, and, and it's cool you're doing something different, like you're showing everybody exercises and everything. Why'd you pick that instead of doing crazy dances? Well, because I don't know how to do crazy dances, and believe me, if I knew how to do crazy dances, I would. And uh, fitness is... I love fitness. It's one of my passions, So why not? and I'm pretty knowledgeable about it, so why not just teach people and enjoy myself throughout this whole pandemic that has been cast on us. Yeah, the next question is, how's everything going in Singapore with the pandemic? Well, the entire country is on lockdown, but we're slowly opening back up. It's pretty safe. The cases are controlled. It's low. So it's not, I'm, not, I'm not going out and fearing for my life or anything. That's good. That, so you're kind of the same thing. We're uh-huh. in pa- we're in Pennsylvania, so yeah, we're kind of opening up too. Okay. That's cool. So are the gyms open there yet? They are not. They are not, and all our wrestling friends are going nuts about that. The, the, yeah. yeah. So w- one more question before we get into wrestling. How did you find us? Because you actually found us, uh, if I remember right, it was via Twitter. You're like, hey, man, uh, let's do an interview. And I'm like, Damn, uh, you're in Singapore. Like I said, we're in Pennsylvania. How'd you find me? It might have been through one of the wrestling-related hashtags. Do you usually tweet out during Monday Night Raw or anything? We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually try to interact with people throughout the big WWE shows and connect with them that way. Nice. All right, let's do the rewind, as we always do here on Can Crushers. Who introduced you to wrestling? Like your mom, dad, uncle? Who introduced me to wrestling? Nobody, actually. I just came upon it myself when I was about, I think I was like 9, 10 years old. I was just flipping through my channels, and all of a sudden, I heard loud fireworks. And I was like, whoa, this is something that I need to watch. And then it turns out it was wrestling, and I loved it. I think the first guy I saw was Ray Mysterio, and he had, like, the coolest movies back then. So I was... He still has cool moves. Even though he's getting a a little bit older, he's still doing it great. He does. He is. He is great. 
So, were your parents ever against you kind of watching wrestling? They weren't against me watching wrestling. My parents enjoy wrestling as well, but they were against me pursuing wrestling. Because they didn't think it was a realistic career path. You know, they wanted me to go to school and get a job and all that. They were very traditional, and that's not something that I wanted to do. So, when you were growing up, was there also wrestling, like, local indies uh, in Singapore that, you know, when you were of age that you could go yourself, did you go? Yeah, um, Singapore Pro Wrestling has been around for six years, and I started training there when I was about 19, on my 19th birthday, actually, and I'm 24 now. So, I guess I could have gone a year earlier, but it didn't happen, and I'm not going to dwell on it. No, good. No. What, what was your deciding factor to actually get into uh, pro wrestling? Well, I've, I've always wanted to be a wrestler, but like going to high school, it became more of like a dream. It was like becoming Superman. I, I had no idea how to pursue this. But then I started seeing people like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins becoming very successful in the WWE. So I'm like, well, if they can do it, then why can't I? If I put in time and work hard enough, I can get there one day. And that's when I started. Um, that, that was actually, I always do a comparison, and Seth Rollins was actually one of my comparisons I was going to bring to you. You know, going back to an event, and we'll get to it, that I saw you at, and then just seeing some matches recently, I, I see a lot of Seth in you. Is that somebody... I know you're not going to rip off, you know, or steal uh, his persona or anything, but is that somebody you kind of build yourself around? I did definitely a lot of Seth Rollins when I first started uh, wrestling. So maybe I subconsciously adopted his mannerisms or moves. That could be why. Okay. Uh, we also... He's not someone that I'm, you know, trying to become or anything. Right, but every wrestler from, you know, way back till now takes something from somebody else. And I'm not saying that you're stealing his stuff at, at all. But I'm just saying that's just somebody that's always in your mind that you're like, all right, if he can do that, maybe I can spice it up a little bit and do it yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So we always like talking about the trainers because where you are now, uh, you have to give, you know, your – to do to your trainers give your trainers a shout out and tell them actually besides the in the ring stuff what's some of the most important things that they've taught you that's the in the ring stuff besides yeah because we know they taught you the bumps and the bruises and the the holds and everything but what was one huge piece of advice that your trainers told you well mike Quackenbush always talks about enjoying the journey because all of us were always rushing towards the next destination but it's not if you're enjoying the journey you're going to get there eventually because if you focus on the end goal then you won't be as happy as you can be you, do you know where i'm going with this yeah but yeah I, for I sure like voided, probably. Exactly. But yeah everything that mike mcintosh says is pretty genius he's one of the smartest people in wrestling so he, he really is blessed to be in that uh, so you, you wrestled you wrestled in the United States and you wrestled in Singapore. What's uh, some of the differences 
um, there's no fans right now, clearly, in either. But what's some of the differences that you see in the crowds in the United States and in Singapore? I would say the United States crowd is a lot smarter than the Singapore crowd. I guess they're more smarky. And the Singapore crowd, crowd, they'll just enjoy anything that you put on. You don't have to do crazy moves. They'll go crazy over a shoulder block, which is really amazing. But in the United States, you might, you're going to have to do more than a shoulder block to get over with a crowd, you know? Yeah. And the Singapore crowd is huge. It's about six, 700 people a show, but they have shows once every three months, which is just not repetitions. But in America, wrestling is endless. It's happening every day of the week. And that's invaluable to me. It, it really is. Uh, there, there's indies all over the United States. Um, yeah. And there's even tiers of indies. You know, there's, you know... I hate using the word backyard, but there's like the backyard, then there's a next step, then there's, you want to say, maybe like uh, a league under NXT. So in that whole aspect, where do you put um, Singapore? Would it be comparative to an NXT? Would it be, you know, a higher up indie, a lower indie? Where where do you think that ranks? Well, if I would would take SBW and put it, in America, I would say it's a higher up indie just because of the draw and then the buzz they get after every show. But, but then again, they do shows once every three months. And that's not really good enough to be seen as a higher up indie, you know? Well, in, in aspect, yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, it, it, still some higher up indies are only getting maybe 200, you know, each month or every other weekend 600 though at a crack is is pretty big i mean there's guys yeah. in the united states that haven't wrestled in front of 100 people yet true yeah and sp they can SPW can uh bring in a lot of big names like they had kenny omega about six months ago which is amazing and they have a lot of guys from ovw not ove yeah and aew as well which is huge yeah, I, I agree. You you brought up OVW. Um, that's actually one of the the places that we work with. Um, coming back to the states maybe soon, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, is OVW actually one of the places that you'd like to uh, hang your hat for a while with Al Snow? Of course. It seems like an amazing place to be. I actually met a few guys from uh, OVW, Kings Ransom and Tony Gunn. Yep, know them well. They're great. They're great wrestlers, and they're great people. And Al Snow is probably a genius as well, so I would love to spend some time over there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they do a, well, it, they, of course, with this combine, with the combine, with the pandemic that we have, uh, it's shut a lot of stuff down, you know, as well, that they have a combine every year that gives you scholarships for OVW, so... Uh, that's something that we could actually talk about off the air. I'll I'll leave it at that. Once we stop recording, I want to bring something up to you. All right. Um, Let's switch gears for a second. Uh, Brag about something that you've done in the last 30 days because you you haven't wrestled. um, And don't bring up your TikToks. (laughs) You what? Well, I have been working out for hours almost every day and I I would say I've grown my social media engagement 
quite a bit. Like my Instagram has a hundred percent more engagement since the pandemic started. So that's a, I'll say that's an accomplishment. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, and I like that you've. I, I made reference to it at the beginning that uh, you're calling yourself the Swole Fesser. Um, where did you get that from? I'm a Swole It just came to me. Just it was just natural, you know. Right. I'm you Fesser and Swole. Yeah. Fesser. Nice. Nice. I love it. Um, all right. It, it's breakfast over where you're at because we're 12 hours away. Uh, what's your favorite breakfast food? What's my favorite breakfast food? I enjoy a nice, hearty English breakfast with bagels and eggs and bacon. But unfortunately, I don't have that at home, so that's kind of a sad life. But yeah, that, that would be my go-to breakfast food. Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing that you bought this year? My resist, my resistance bands. Do you know what they are? I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I see you and Tony Gunn using them all the time. Yeah, they're amazing. If, if you guys like to work out and you don't have resistance bands, you should probably buy it because it's honestly life-changing. I'm considering not getting a gym membership anymore just because I've discovered how amazing they are. Wow. As well. Yeah. Um, this one's a twofold, okay, because I'm setting you up for a follow-up question. If you were in a movie, what would the movie be about? Wow, that's a question I've never thought about. <laughs> I've always uh, pictured myself being a cool villain in a movie, but that might just be being, me being a mark to myself, you know? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. You're also though. You're also a movie star already. You're a TV star. Tell us about uh, you were in a TV show already, right? Yeah, I was in Impact. You were. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you talking about? Well, I heard that you were you were in something. I, I don't know if it was Impact. I, maybe I missed that. Um, I thought you were in a, a weekly TV show that you, you got killed, like, instantly, and you just died. Oh, yeah, I was not that, but that was, like, three years ago. I'm surprised you heard about that. See, I do my homework. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, my friend contacted me about being part of a TV show, and it was a local TV show that was supposed to be aired in Singapore. And I was basically the guy that ran in the scene and got shot immediately, so that was... Uh, I was in the scene for like two seconds, but it took about three hours of preparation, so that was crazy. Do you still have that film that you show people, or are you gonna? Did you ever think about putting that up on your social media? I do not have that film. I don't even know where it went. Ah, bummer. It wasn't exactly like a. It wasn't exactly a big accomplishment for me because I wasn't the main lead or anything. You know, I just died, so I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Right. I'll just take. Right, but I've never died in a TV show, so I, I think it's a big accomplishment. Maybe you'll die in a TV show one day. Maybe I will. Maybe. Your life is still young. Uh, I'm, I'm a 42-year-old garbage man. I am not young, but thank you. Um, what is the worst job that you've ever had? What is the worst job that I've ever had? Probably being a public surveyor. It's when I walked around in the sunny Singapore weather just asking people to take my survey for an insurance company and I did that for hours throughout the day for like seven dollars per hour 
was kind of miserable. I, I was just going to say, that sounds horrible. It is horrible. I quit after like three weeks. I'm surprised I lasted that long. Yeah, touche. I am surprised. I, I don't know you personally, but to to do that for eight, nine hours at a crack, just taking surveys, oh, God love you. Um, all right, let's get back into wrestling. When, when do you plan on coming back to the United States to show off your physique? I am actually planning to book my flight in the next couple of days. I just want to talk to my parents and let them know that I want to, I'm going to be okay so that they don't have to be worried for me. And Chikara is planning to start their tapings again in front of uh, no crowds at the end of May, which is something I'm excited for. Nice. That's news that we did not hear yet, that the, that you're heading back to Chikara. And you're part of the Crucible, which the, you guys are dastardly. Yes, we are dastardly. And we do not like people. When, when we last saw you, you guys were kind of getting ready to take over Chikara. Uh, have you guys been Zooming or continuing to plan and scheme your ways? Of course, that's what we've been doing this entire uh, pandemic. We've been on Messenger, planning out our next move. It's going to happen. And I brought up at the, the, end, of May. At the end of May. Um, where... Well, no fans, clearly, but uh, where are the tapings going to happen? Uh, the location has not been confirmed yet. Okay. So I can't say that right now. Good call. Good call. Uh, while you're in Chikara, beside, you know, name a couple people that are on your radar that you've been uh, planning through this pandemic. A couple people that I want to wrestle? Yeah. I really want to wrestle Cheeseburger. I think that would be a great uh, learning experience. And I also want to learn, uh, wrestle Evan Matthew DeMorris because he's an amazing wrestler. And I want to have that experience as well. And he's also a good friend of mine. And it'll be fun. Cheeseburger, fan favorite. Uh, I could see you guys having a hell of a feud. And Evan Matthew, yeah. Uh, you guys work very similar in the ring. I, I like that. I, I like that. That could be a feud that could go for a long way. Uh, you you actually worked an event, as we talked about off-air. It was last, uh, I don't know, last October maybe, in the outskirts of Pittsburgh. And it was called Stomp Out Cancer. Um, how did you get involved with that? Uh, one of my coaches of Fidian actually put me in contact with the promoter. And we just worked things out. And we got a car full of Chikara guys and drove up there. And it was a really good experience. The crowd was very into us. Well, the crowd hated us, which was goal accomplished, I guess. Yeah, perfect. I'd love to be back here again. Is yeah. the promotion still running? The, the promotion is still running, but they, are, they have to move venues now as um, some things happen with the mall and this, that, and the other that they... Uh, they are yeah. transitioning into a different uh, arena, but they uh, they will run. But there's other ones in Pittsburgh. IWC would be huge for you. Um, they have a lot of ties with the WWE. Um, Elias came from there. Britt Baker from AEW. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you get to the States, um, they also work with Chikara real well, too. So hopefully we can see you at IWC. Yeah, hopefully that sounds good. 
You've also shared a locker room with one of our favorites. You know, we're garbage men. Uh, you shared a locker room with our man, Duke the Dumpster. Did you get to talk to him at all? I mean, barely. That was my first match ever in uh, Chikara. So, obviously, him being as experienced as he, as he was and me being a rookie, I was kind of nervous to speak to him for a prolonged amount of time. So, we just... Uh, what I did was I, I just called my spot with him, which was me tapping him out with an arm, or which is an honor, by the way. And that was pretty much the end of that conversation. I ran away. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, he seems like a nice guy. I didn't. He only has one leg, which is, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, he, he moves well with you know one leg. Yeah. He really does. He's a great human being. We had him on the show and talked for like two hours. So when you come back to the states and you're gonna hit Chikara and everything, um, I don't know. Just just tell us what else you you uh, you plan to do once you get here. I want to continue working on my social media. I think uh, since everything is closed right now, this is I'll never get this type of opportunity again to grow my personal brand, and this is what I really want to focus on throughout this time until everything ends. And you so I'll be continuing wrestling and social media. And you were recently in the Impact Gut Check Challenge. Uh, tell us how important to your career that was. It was great. Um, the way I got in there was I drove to BC to Border City Wrestling to train every other week. And I think uh, Johnny Bravo and Scott Demore noticed that it was a 10-hour drive and they respected it. They gave me a tryout, and they picked eight people, and I was one of the eight people for the gut check competition. And it was great because uh, it was wrestling for Impact is a very unique experience. The feel of the arena and the crowd—they're very into it. And after it was all done and everything was published online, I got a lot of uh, publicity and respect for for it from my peers, and it helped me get a bunch of bookings as well. Unfortunately, shortly after that was uh, published, pandemic happened, so I didn't really get to roll with the ball as much as I wanted to, but it was still a great experience. Do you do you consider that one of your maybe top three things that you've done thus far in the ring? Definitely, for sure. What would be the other two then? Trick question. That is a trick question. Um... I almost have 100 matches done in my first year of wrestling. It was about 80. I think I would have definitely finished the 100 matches, which was my goal if the pandemic didn't happen. That's another accomplishment that I would say. I wrestled about three, four times every week. And then um, just being a part of a main storyline in Chikara has also been really good for me. Yeah, it, it has. It really has. It really has. Uh, what other wrestling are you watching right now? And, you know, to bounce off that same question, are you taking anything, so to speak, from like AEW or NWA or WWE? What, what are you taking from what they're doing right now during this pandemic? I like to make more uh, cinematic wrestling, which we don't really need a promotion for that. We can just get like a group of guys and make it ourselves. And I think that could be very fun and it could catch fire on social media that would be cool and other than WWE 
at Watch Action Arcade, which is done by Chikara every Saturday mornings on Independent Wrestling TV, and I also watch NXT, which is also WWE. Right. So you were a huge, huge fan of the WrestleMania Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse matches? Yes. It was great. It was a great time. I agree. And coming up this weekend, then, they're having their Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view. With it being taped in Stanford, Connecticut, and both the ladder matches happening at the same time, do you think these are already pre-taped and they're going to be that same type of cinematic matches? That's a good question. I would say they're probably definitely pre-taped. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Yeah, with them. I don't think it's going to be a cinematic match. You don't? I don't think so. Do oh. you? I, I actually do. With it being, you know, both of them taken on at the same time and they have to race through the offices to get to the roof and everything, I, I, I feel that there's going to be a big spot that, you know, fireworks or something that it is going to be uh, an, another talked about match for a long time. Yeah, now that you say that, I could see that happening. Like a huge uh, cinematic spot. Yeah, it, it's perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plus, WWE did say they're going to bring back cinematic matches. And I think it's great. As long as they don't as long as long they don't overkill it. You know, maybe not every pay-per-view you have one. Maybe every third pay-per-view you throw one of these matches on. I mean, it extends careers of, you know, the talent and wrestlers like you. Yeah. Plus, uh, good variety as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who doesn't like a uh, a diehard movie during a wrestling match? I, I I agree. Yeah. So, all right, you have a a long a young little guy coming up to you. You know, you've only been in the business uh, for a short time, but you've been in the business longer than me. What do you tell the kid that says, "Tunku"? How do I get into wrestling? What do I do? I would say find the best school you can. Do proper research, not just like one hour research, like extensive research, research about the coaches, the graduates, the training plan that is offered. Because a good school can really elevate your career when you start off. It can make a huge difference. Because I always graduate for, graduated from Chikara, once I got on, on the road, I was able to get bookings very easily. I was wrestling two or three times a week right off the bat, just because I was from Chikara. Yeah, that that's great advice. Instead of just going to Can Crusher Wrestling Academy, which we don't have, folks, but uh, go go to some place that is that is known and reputable, and you will make it just like you have. That that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. finally, uh, because I know you're probably going to get back on TikTok and, and everything and start swole mastering okay. out once again. Um, what is your dream match? And I, there's three questions in this. Who would you want to wrestle? Where? And what stipulation would you like for that match? I'd like to wrestle Seth Rollins in a one-on-one singles match because he is my biggest inspiration to begin my wrestling career. And I think that would be that would be dope, you know. That would be a great personal experience. 
It would be. It really would be uh, as we wrap back around. Um, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Can Crushers. Before I let you go, though, uh, shout out your social medias. Tell everybody where they can follow you and everything. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Tunku Amir SG, and my TikTok is Akbar A. Seth. No Facebook or Instagram or anything, or uh, Twitter? Oh, yeah, my Twitter is Tunku Amir SG. I forget about Twitter from time to time. Yeah, we do too. Trust me, we do too. That's the one that we lack the least on. Because you have to stay busy on Twitter all the time. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very demanding platform. It really is. It really is. Uh, Tanku, thank you for uh, spending some time with us here on Can Crushers, and I hope we get to see you here in the near future around the Pittsburgh area, and uh, we'll catch up with you again. For sure. Thank you for having me on. How about the breaking news that Tanku gave us that Chikara going to start uh, filming a couple shows and everything? I was hoping he'd say where it's at so I could be on the outside of the arena banging on the door to get in and maybe get a couple more interviews or something like that. But uh, nonetheless, guys, keep that name fresh in your mind. Tanku Amir. Seen him, as I said, at Stomp Out Cancer down, down in Lamont Furnace in Pennsylvania, right next to Pittsburgh. Uh, you saw him on the Impact Gut Check Challenge. The guy is compared to Seth Rollins. Everybody loves Seth Rollins, and that's who he's trying to build himself after. He loves Rey Mysterio. He also brought up KO. Yeah, just keep watching. Keep watching Tunku Amir, and hey, you never know, as uh, the Can Crushers had him on the show. We love doing the interviews. We really do. If you know anybody else that would like to be interviewed or you want us to reach out to whomever, you know, you can find us all over on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. All of it is at CanCrusher69. You can drop us an email. Guess what it is? CanCrusher69 at gmail.com. You know where you can find us. Head over to our website. It's linked to everything that we have as well. Not a lot going on there right now. Still in quarantine. We can't do anything. We're excited to be going to events soon. We are having our fingers crossed that we're going to go to events. So nonetheless, just keep everything going. Keep staying home. Keep staying safe. And keep doing your social distancing so we can flatten this curve, guys. And once again, thanks to Tunku Amir for joining us tonight on Can Crushers. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot. <laughs>